The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 14, entitled The Most Powerful Marketing Skill You Need, Part 2. Thanks for listening to the Brand Ed Podcast the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get great podcasts. Great to have you joining me for part two of what I think is the most powerful skill you can learn as a marketer. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go back and listen to that. And we're going to jump in and pick up where that episode left off. And in today's episode, by the time you're done listening, you're going to be able to answer these two important questions. Number one, how does this one skill transform everything about your marketing and branding? So how does the skill we're going to talk about in the last episode and pick up on again in this episode, how does that transform everything about your marketing and branding? And the second question you'll be able to answer is how do we see this skill used out in the wild? And we'll take a look at the end of this episode of some good and bad examples. In the previous episode, we looked at what this most powerful skill is to learn as a personal brand and why that skill is so powerful. So now we're jumping back into that conversation and we're going to take a look at how this one skill transforms everything. So let's jump in. How does this radical kind of empathy that we're talking about in the Radical Empathy Brand Framework, right? That's why it's called the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. How does this radical empathy really ignite all of your marketing and branding and messaging and business strategy? How does it flavor? And I want to go, I'm looking for a word stronger than just, you know, sprinkle a little bit in. And, And what we just talked about, that's why I'm saying I'm... I'm not convinced that just making it a part, another part of your marketing uh, framework, which it shows up all over the place. You know, I've seen uh, Seth Godin write about it. It's certainly in the story brand framework, but it's another piece. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm arguing that no, 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 no. This is way more important than another piece of, okay? I think radical empathy ignites all of your marketing, branding, and messaging how. Well, how is that fundamentally it should frame everything you do? And that's why in the market, uh, the Radical Empathy Brand Framework that we've been walking through and that I uh, had you draw out when we first unveiled it, that's why Radical Empathy is the frame around the rest of the picture. It's up at the top of the framework. So we drew out this little framework. Again, just do yourself a massive uh, favor, please. Just go download. It's in the show notes. You can go download the little framework. It's, it's, you know, it's picture. It's great. If you're a visual learner, even if you're not a visual learner, it will all make way more sense if you can just see the thing. And when you see the framework, what you will notice 
is we drew a picture frame. That's kind of the first thing we do. We, we took a piece of paper and we drew what was like a picture frame around a picture. And then what we ended up, when we got to this part of the framework, we wrote radical empathy at the top of the framework. So how does radical empathy ignite all of this? I'm saying fundamentally, it's not a part of this. It should frame everything. It should frame all of this. So when you look at your customer in the radical empathy brand framework, that was step one. As we drew a little customer, he's standing over there on the cliff. He's, he or she has a problem they cannot solve or a possibility they cannot secure. Radical empathy makes you look at that customer like another normal human being. They're like you, okay? They're not some customer to go conquer and get money out of. Radical empathy says, hold on, stop, wait, wait, wait. I mean, I do have goals. I do want to make revenue off my business. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Customers, that's not necessarily a, a four-letter word or, or, or a bad word. All we're saying is radical empathy goes, yeah, but they're more than just a customer. This is just another person, another human being, right? Someone that I should also be thinking about, like, how can I just be a good neighbor, a good human being to them? Yes, so I run a business and I'll still charge money or whatever, but radical empathy says, when it comes to your customer or that whole customer avatar, customer profile, however you, you, you might walk through that piece, radical empathy says, you know, this is more than like a worksheet. This is a real person that we're talking about. Okay. So it fundamentally changes how you look at your customer. It fundamentally changes how you look at your business. You don't always start from your perspective. Hey, I want to do this. My business wants to do this. My goal for this launch is this. My, my what radical empathy says, hey, I'm, I'm a part of what's going on here, but I'm not going to start my marketing or my messaging or whatever. I'm not going to start from my vantage point. Okay. And that was the second part of our framework. The third way that it shapes it is it shapes your marketing and copywriting with radical empathy for that for your customer, who's a real person, with radical empathy, your marketing and copywriting, then you start to work hard so that it's stated from stated for the actual benefit of your customer and from the perspective of your customer, right? So radical empathy, like it becomes common sense to say, well, I probably shouldn't use that word. My customer doesn't understand that or that doesn't, it matters to me. I think that's really important, but my customer doesn't think that's really important, right? I think it's really important because my granddad did this and my dad did this and now I'm taking over and I do this. So it's been, you know, it's all our, our whole family's identity is built around this. Yeah, but not your customers. So radical empathy goes, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me reframe my marketing, my copywriting. Let me stop. Let me think about my customer first. What, what do they actually care about? And we'll see this in example below. When it comes to your core messaging, that was the middle pillar of our framework that's supporting that bridge that helps your customer get across the bridge over to you so you can solve their problem. The first was marketing. So when it comes to, you know, um, increasing awareness about your business, radical empathy says, I'm going to state this in a way that actually the, the customer understands how this actually benefits them and helps them. I want to state it from their perspective, not based on what I think is important. When it comes to your core message, radical empathy means now you start to kind of slave over how you're going to say fundamentally what you exist in the world to do as a business or a personal brand. You're going to say that in a way that actually serves and helps your customer, right? Serves and helps real people you want to help. Like you're going to actually care so that you have a super clear, compelling answer to, so what do you do or what does your business do? 
right? Radical empathy says, man, I want to serve the person who asked me that and make it clear how I might be able to help them. And then it certainly shapes your brand, right? Radical empathy. That's the third pillar that's supporting that bridge. Marketing was the first pillar. That's how they kind of get to know you when you go, hey, over here, I think I can help you. Core message is now they're looking and listening to you. You have their attention. What is it that you fundamentally want to say to them so that you're super clear how you help? And then branding, how does radical empathy shape your branding? Well, one simple way is that you begin to build a brand that on purpose resonates with your customer more than it tickles your own fancy, more than it satisfies uh, satisfies your own preferences. Well, I like this color or I want this, right? That's how so many businesses approach branding and I just think it's dead wrong. Radical empathy says, like, I already know my company and brand exists. I don't need to build a brand around me. I get it. I know what I do. I know why I do it. My goal then is to say, how do I share this through a brand that that my customer actually understands and cares? Like, let's use colors that are meaningful to them, that they don't go, oh, I don't really like, you know, you, you're a concrete company. Why do you have pink all over the place? Well, because I'm a, you know, dude, and I've always loved pink flowers or whatever. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. As the, cust- the customer might say, radical empathy goes, oh, that's right. My brand exists for them, not primarily for me. So I know we moved through that quickly, but that's how radical empathy really ch- changes how you approach all of that over and over and over again. It shifts everything from this is important to me to what will serve you. That's what empathy does. That's what radical empathy does. And I'm saying it's the most important skill you can develop when it comes to marketing and branding and your personal brand. Last thing, and then I'm going to share a couple of examples. Radical empathy is a skill. It's a skill. And it requires attention from you. It requires like devotion, like, yeah, empathy. I'm going to work on that for a week and then move on. No, 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 no. It requires attention, devotion. It's a skill that has to be developed like any other skill. I'm just saying, I think it's immensely powerful skill that you and I need to devote ourselves to, to, to grow in. Okay. All you have to do is, is when you think about empathy, think of all the talk around empathy in light of what's been going on in our country recently. If you think about uh, George Floyd and and all of the stuff that's going on there, man, you've seen empathy thrown around. You've seen empathy thrown around all over the place. And then if you think about uh, COVID-19, right? Wear a mask, all of the things about socially distancing. The, the point is be empathetic towards others. So you don't like to wear a mask, right? Have empathy for, understand f- from another person's perspective. Do this in light of them. This is what it just means to be human, okay? So- It's a skill that requires development and attention. And lastly, let's close with this. Here are some examples, positive and negative. Here's where we see this at work in marketing branding out in the wild. Let's start with a couple of examples that I think aren't the best examples. So here's what happens when we don't frame all of our marketing, branding, and messaging with radical empathy. I'm going to keep this company's name anonymous just so, you know, we're not totally bad-mouthing them. But this is a SaaS company, right? Services, software kind of kind of a company. And here's just the headlines on the homepage of this company's website. 
So I want you to think through, if you're a potential customer of theirs, how would you know if you're a customer? Would this help you know if you're a right fit for them, if they're a right fit for you? Can they solve your problem? Just think through this. Here's the headlines, the main headlines on the homepage. There's a better way to grow. Okay, so, so far, that's the first message you get. What do they do? How can they help you? I don't know. Growing something, what what it is, <laughs> grow, and what's better about it, I have no idea at this point. Okay, primary call to action is get, and then they insert their company name, free. So, get our company free. It's basically what it is. That's the button. That's the call to action button. The next headline is powerful alone, better together. So we're getting like some idea, okay, they want to like partner together or something, maybe. Are we supposed to partner together? Like, are you and I partnering together? Are you saying use this product in tandem with other things? And it, it gets even better. I don't, I don't know because I still don't know what the thing does. Learn, here's the next headline, learn and grow with award-winning support and a thriving community behind you. Again, those are nice things, but I, I don't even know what you do yet. And if you could do it for me, or if I'm the one you're even aiming this thing at. The last headline is start growing, insert their company name today. Start growing with company name today. Start growing with company. So you get all the way down through that, just glancing at the headlines and you're like, it's not terrible. It's actually well-designed. It you know it looks, design-wise, looks very appealing, modern, clean design on the homepage. But there's not a whole lot of radical empathy to say, look, you don't even know what we do yet. And if you are our target customer or if we can actually help you. So there's an example of something that's done real well. It's not done maliciously. They're wanting to grow their business. I get it. But you read through there and you're like, bro, did you not stop and think about a normal person in, in the midst of a busy day who lands on your website because they're looking for help on something and they spent two minutes looking down through here? They have no idea if you actually helped them. That's not the best way to serve them. Here's one other example from a, an actual client I work with. And this was really just a simple, one simple kind of marketing piece we did to promote a, a particular product. This is aimed at educators like teachers, and it has to do with, with reading. So what was sent to me was, hey, we want to promote this particular product or service. It's going out towards teachers. It's this phonological awareness kit that we have, right? That's all technical terms around reading um, aimed at teachers. But this particular one is aimed at parents, right? So parents of students, parents who are concerned about students reading. So what was sent here, here were kind of the headings and, and this is where it started. So this is what we're thinking about sending out to our customers. What is phonological awareness? And there's some bullet points about what it is. Why does phonological awareness matter for your child? So you get it there, but like it's it starts by assuming, hey, you care about phonological awareness, right? I mean, that's the that's where it starts. What is phonological awareness? Well, where does a parent start? A parent of a child that they love who's struggling to read is not like, man, they don't wake up today going phonological awareness. But through radical empathy, you can say, you know what a parent does wake up doing? Thinking about how can I help my child read better? I need a way to do that. So here's where we flipped it through kind of radical empathy. He said, let's start with the parent, actually. Here's the new heading that we created. An easy way for parents to improve their child's reading. 
the next heading on in, in the marketing piece that we did was essential for your child's reading. And kind of the call to action was get your parents kit now and help your child become a stronger reader. So hopefully you can see, oh, well, yeah, that's totally different. The first attempt is not terrible. It's very well-meaning. Uh, phonological awareness is extremely important to my client. And my client knows everything under the sun that there is to know about that. But the typical parent, right, they're not waking up going, man, tell me about uh, phonological awareness. Boy, could I use some more information on that today. All right. Here's the last two examples. So this is an example from a ZipRecruiter commercial. I don't get paid by ZipRecruiter. I just think this commercial is great. And you probably have seen this. It was on a, a, a while back. But just listen to this script. Do they have radical empathy for their customer? Are they stating things in a way that their customer knows, oh, that could help me? Here's the script. Hiring was always a huge challenge, right? And it shows a guy that looks like a normal, who would be a normal boss who's trying to hire somebody. I think he's like sitting in a restaurant. So they intentionally put him in a kind of casual environment. Like this isn't a challenge anymore. Uh, hiring was a huge challenge, he says. Endless hours on job sites with not a lot to show for it. Then I found ZipRecruiter. They figured out hiring. I post my job. They put it all over the web. And they send me the right people because their technology is smart. Okay, so notice there, they don't talk about algorithms or anything, right? It's just, hey, they send me the right people because their technology is smart. ZipRecruiter often sends me the right person in 24 hours. Now, that's genius. I don't know how well that performed, but that's genius. And that's done through radical empathy. Is it genuine empathy? I don't know. I don't know ZipRecruiter that well. But it is empathy, and I guarantee you it works. Okay, here's one last example from another website. This happens to be a product I came across on Instagram, and I actually like clicked on the ad. I don't ever do that. Ever, ever, never do that. I'm like, nope, I don't play that game. I know all the, you know, the tricks. And I actually found myself clicking on it and bought. I actually bought some. This is, you know, it kind of makes you feel guilty. Like, I can't believe I fell for it. That's fantastic. So here's the headlines on their homepage. It's called Sunday, or their website is like Get Sunday, and it's about lawn, lawn care, okay? So there's a Picture, it helps you know that, right, when you hit, hit the site. Here's the headings on their homepage. Let's start with your lawn. Okay, so what are they helping me with? My lawn. I know it right away. The call to action is see your lawn plan. I think that's a fantastic call to action, right? It's like, well, I want to see my lawn plan, <laughs> right? Like, that's what I came for. If I clicked on this, if I'm here, I'm interested in figuring out what to do with my yard. The next heading is delivered and tailored for you. So I'm like, oh, this is not just some generic. This is tailored for me and, and delivered right to me. The next heading on the homepage is lawn better without the toxic stuff. See how like that's just normal language. Toxic stuff. They don't even use the word chemicals. And next to that heading, there's a picture of a dude, right? He's in shorts and flip flops and he is spraying on and applying their product. You just attach it to a water hose. And he's standing on his lush green lawn. So, I mean, genius. It helps me know, oh, like I can just walk out there in my flip-flops and apply this. And it's not going to like burn my flesh off, right? Because it's lawn better without toxic stuff. Next heading, okay, but does it work? And that's where they put their testimonials. Super great. Last heading on the page, not just a pretty lawn. 
And right underneath that, the subheading is about how when you choose Get Sunday because it's non-toxic, you're actually participating in something much bigger, like a better planet, right? Genius, genius, genius. Radical empathy, like, hey, we're going to talk to the normal you know, man or woman who just wants a better yard, doesn't know how to get it, and doesn't want a bunch of toxic chemicals. Let's make it easy for them to get and to understand. So there you have it, radical empathy. I think it's the most important skill you can develop. It's not rocket science. You know, I'm like, oh, I thought you were going to. Nope, it's not rocket science. Over and over and over and over again, I see where even my own clients and myself, where I just don't do this. Again, it's usually not on purpose. It's not malicious. I'm not trying to be mean like, well, I don't care about you. All I care about. But naturally, I frame everything from my perspective. Radical empathy says stop. Reframe how you think about your customer, how you think about your business, how you think about your marketing, what you want to say in your core messaging, what you want to uh, grow through your brand. Think about all of that from a radical empathy for your customer. It's the most important skill you can develop. If you did that, honestly, you could like set aside a million other marketing books. If you spent the same amount of time reading, if you're like a voracious reader and you go read all the frameworks and the books and, you know, this expert, this guru came out with his latest book and I go grab that. If you took this half of that time and just said, you know what, I'm actually going to devote this time to thinking about and having empathy, develop the skill of empathy, I would bet you money (laughs) that it would actually put more money as much or more money in your bank account as reading the expert guru. Just being a human and going, what does it look like to frame all of this with empathy for my customer who's a real person just like me? Let's recap today's episode and the previous episode and put these two together. In part one, we looked at what is the most powerful skill to learn as a personal brand when it comes to marketing and why is that skill so powerful? We said the skill, and it is a skill, the skill to develop, the one that is most powerful is to is to develop the skill of radical nonstop empathy for your customer. And you want to put that into action before you ever start to make a move or frame out your marketing or your core message, or even when you think about building your brand. You want to frame all of that with a radical empathy for your customer before you jump in and start executing. And the reason why this skill is so powerful is we said in that first episode is it's really just core to the human condition. Okay, so it's like it's at a cosmic level. It is core to the human condition to be a good human and to experience others that way. Radical empathy is so helpful, which means, of course, it's going to be helpful in your marketing. In today's episode, part two, Remember we said, I, I told you, you'd be able to answer the question. So how does this skill of radical empathy, how does having this skill transform everything about your marketing and branding? And we said that this empathy, when we frame everything with empathy for our customer, it shifts everything then. It shifts it in a massive way and helps you recognize the world of your customer. You start to look at them as a fellow human and you start to position your marketing and your branding and your messaging, you start with them instead of starting with yourself. You state 
things in ways that make sense to and answer their questions and what's important to them rather than starting with ourselves. And it sounds very simple, but uh, it's just so powerful and it's we just miss it over and over again. It's natural to view the world from my perspective. And so when it comes to me marketing my personal brand, naturally, I'm going to start there unless I develop the skill of radical empathy. I won't do it on purpose. I'll think I'm doing it th- with the customer in mind, and yet I'll miss it time and time again. And remember, We want, when we're in the shoes of the customer, we want that business to have radical empathy for us. We want them to understand where we're coming from. So radical empathy shifts everything about your marketing and your branding. And the last question we said is, how do you see this skill used out in the wild? And again, we looked at a couple of examples of maybe some missteps where radical empathy was missing. And then a couple of really great examples where we see it in action. We go, oh, that totally makes sense, particularly again, when we're in the shoes of the customer. So as always, thanks for joining me. I know you could be doing other things, so I really appreciate you spending time. I hope this helps you think about your marketing and your branding, maybe in some ways that are different and some ways that over time will begin to transform how you actually go do these things for your business and for your brand. Uh, check the show notes. If I can find it, I'm sure I can find a link to that ZipRecruiter commercial. If you want to go check that out, assuming I can find that, I'll throw that in the show notes. Don't forget, if you haven't already, go download the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. Okay, this was part six of the framework. It's a seven-part framework, and it just makes a whole lot more sense if you can see the framework drawn out. It's it's uh, it'll it'll click into place. So you can go get that. That's a free download. You can grab that if you'll go check the show notes. And then I'd love to connect with you if you're wondering, well, how would radical empathy change the way I'm doing this marketing or this branding? Shoot me a message. You can email me, Robbie at RobbieF.com. I'll put that, uh, my email is in the show notes there. Email me if you have a question about, well, am I framing this the right way? Uh, I would love to help you take a look at that. And super excited next time as we finish out the Radical Empathy Brand Framework on our next episode, we're going to look at the foundation. What's underneath all of this? This is the one thing I don't think anybody really talks about because it gets us off into territory. We go, I don't know if I want to be digging around in there. And yet I think it's foundational. It is foundational for your marketing and for your branding. So I hope you'll join me on that next episode. In the meantime, go and build a life-giving brand. Mm-hmm.